welcome back to another round of the Hop, the Craft Beer Podcast, where we make craft beer fun, entertaining, and informative each and every week. My name is Stephen Humes. I am here with Gabriel Apria as hello. always. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, everyone, and rise and shine with the Hop, a craft beer podcast. It's our Thank first you for joining round us. of 2022. Wow. Uh, Stephen, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. I ooh, cute. Got him. Cute. Had to How do many it. times have you said that since the year began? Uh, I was with a group of friends uh, safely, safely for New Year's Eve. Uh, it was just a few of us, but I heard it quite a lot. And I heard it before the ball even dropped. So it's just in my head, but that's okay. New year, new me, same me. Let's be real. Yeah. And uh, we're ready to uh, drink the good drinks. Now, January is very cold. So... We're going somewhere where it's not cold, Stephen. So we're going to go to Florida, because why the hell not? We're going down to uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, for a brewery called Green Bench Brewing. And I got to be honest, like their logo is green, and it's GB, and it just I just keep thinking of the Packers. Here we I, go. I just keep seeing the Packers every time I look at it. But it's a really cool uh, little brewery in, uh, well, I guess not that little anymore, but definitely a local, you know, Micro neighborhood joint. for sure. Um, mm-hmm. They are St. Petersburg's, St. Petersburg's, yes, I said that right. Uh, it is their first ever microbrewery, and uh, they've been making waves, and they're even somewhat featured on Hulu. And we will happily get yeah. into all of that. So excited for it. Green Branch Brewing. What Green up, fam? Bench Brewing. Yes, it's uh, it's it's a great little spot. Founded in 2013, and um, yeah, just one that I had never heard of until some family went to the area and stumbled upon a brewery, and now they're on the hop. So love it. Very excited about it, and I am also just excited to like get back to what we do. I don't know about you, but sometimes like with the holiday season, like once it gets to like New Year's, I'm like, can we just, can we just Get, like t- I just need a minute. I need a just breath. take a timeout. Just like I need, timeout ref. I need back to Monday Friday. I need just a normal like I need a couple yeah. normal weeks. Yeah, so I feel good. See the problem. I was talking about this with someone recently. The problem with after New Year's is so you have Christmas, you have the holidays, and then like a week later is New Year's Eve. You pack it in, and then nothing ha- nothing fun happens for another like two and a half months. It's just all it's just cold that where we are. Well, where I am, not well, so much you, but. It's That's, weird. It's I feel like the holidays were rushed. I feel like New Year's Eve just happened. I feel like everyone is afraid to step outside again. So I am here to provide the fun and entertainment we always do. And for the love of God, I need a drink. So here we are. All right. Well, then let's kick it off. Uh, if you're new here, welcome. Uh, we've been at it for two years and, and change now. Uh, we drink beer. We have fun. You can engage with the show on social media. We are at the HO podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We're on Facebook. We are on YouTube as a video product. We have been releasing shows each and every week for two years. Uh, we will be moving to a every other week schedule moving forward. So just a reminder about that. Uh, but check your podcast feeds, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen, we are available. And uh, we're talking about maybe uh, re-releasing some old episodes or something so that we stay on your minds in the off weeks and different things like that. 
Uh, you can also reach out to the show if you have brewery suggestions or requests, beer suggestions or requests, uh, different drinks you want to see on the show, things we haven't done in a while like seltzers or ciders or meads or wines or anything like that. You can send us an email. We are thehopod at gmail.com. And the most important form of engagement is a rate and review. We appreciate everyone that's done that. And if you have a second to rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, we would very much appreciate it. Five stars is the best Christmas present Gabe and I could possibly ask for. Yeah, and we won't mind that it's after the holiday. We'll happily accept any late uh, gifts. And as always, let us know what breweries to hit up next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. Let us know if we 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 believe we're going to go in the route of on the off recording weeks dropping old episodes. So let us know what you want to hear again. If you miss something the first time, if you are like, oh, you know that this one is always great. Let us know. We are here for you guys. And uh, we make no promises about the audio quality because it used Oops. to be worse than it is now yeah all right gabe you ready to kick it off no i'm not of course i am beer news well it was new year last week new year's uh so there's not a whole lot going on in the beer world uh but some highlights the sale of bell's to Kieran Holdings is expected to close early this year, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, definitely some, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with regard to that moving forward. I know they were being interviewed by Brewbound recently, along with New Belgium's ownership, about what their plans are for uh, the new year, so that'll be interesting to keep an eye on. Also, our friends over at Alesmith are making moves once again. We love them very much. Hell they, yeah. Uh, have invested $1.75 million in their brewery, and equipment upgrades and things like that. They've got a new canning line, and they have again released a bunch of new offerings for 2022. They did this last year, and they ended up on our show twice. Uh, This year, they have released a few new ones, including a new Mexican lager, which is interesting looking, and a non-alcoholic IPA, as is the trend. Yeah, I was just about to say, getting on that trend, getting something for everyone. Love to see it. All right. Um, the only thing we're really going to cover today is is Bloomberg's 15 best beers of 2021. We love articles like this. They're fun. They're just a, a good time. We're just going to take you through some of what they pinned down. Now, the article begins on a bit of a down note. I would say <laughs> it's a little depressing. It's written by Justin Kennedy of Bloomberg. and Everything uh, sucks. I hate it. Damn, yeah. Justin. Yeah, he kind of... I saw a few articles, actually, that were like, wow, last year really sucked for the beer industry. Um, And he kind (laughs) of starts it off with that. He's sort of like, I mean, first of all, he just says, like, he's not really traveling. So, you know, he's basically saying this list is very East Coast heavy because he couldn't get any beers from the Pacific Northwest, which. Hey, I feel that. It's a struggle we relate to. We are are in the front seat of that struggle bus. But he also uh, notes, you know, a couple of, of. Struggles facing the industry, obvious ones like the, you know, Me Too movement and everything else that happened this year, but also things like the can shortage that we've been talking a lot about and a barley shortage that is anticipated in the coming year. Justin points out that apparently there's been, uh, according to the American Malting Barley Association, barley production in the U.S. was down 30% last year. So that could be a problem. Yikes. That could be a problem going forward, but... uh. 
But after all that, he ranks his 15 best beers of 2021, and they are fun. There are a lot of breweries on here that have been on our show, including... <laughs> Let's look at the first one. Including Threes, Allagash, Firestone, Walker, New Belgium, Sierra Nevada, and Green Bench. And Green Bench. Uh, uh, for enough. best crispy beers, uh, they're all the hype. Smoked lager. Yeah, it's really a it's it's from a brewery out of Denver, which is called Bierstadt Lagerhouse. Um, oh my god! But they brought in one of the owners of Green Bench, which is Chris Johnson, to help them with this. Yes. Yeah, it's a smoked lager at four point eight percent, and it's uh, the description of it. it it's brewed with one hundred percent beechwood smoked malt. The flavor is gentle and clean, with a crisp finish. And Bruh. the tongue-in-cheek name is a taunting acknowledgement that smoked lagers are one of the least sexy and poorest-selling beer styles. That's because they're I don't like them. <laughs> I don't Personally. know if I've ever had a smoked lager. I, you know me, you know me in a smoker. I will smoke. Yeah, I will smoke things. Okay, that's true. I do He'll not smoke a person if he has to. I do not like smoky beer. It is. Uh, oh man, it is not for me, as they say. Well, but Justin liked it. This is cool. It's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of, uh, well, you know, you say it's East Coast heavy, but Firestone Walker Wookie Jack, a black rye IPA, that black style, the black rye style has uh, definitely caught our attention with our episode of Knee Deep. Um, but yeah, yes, great and article, lots of fun stuff on here. I'm sorry, the Wookie Jack is how much alcohol by volume? That would be 8.3%. Um, 8.3, um, that's very that's, high. Mm, yes, mm, yes. That's delicious spicy with rye that's, dank and citrusy amarillo and terrifying. citra hops if i'm being yeah. honest I'm scared of that but i mean i'll try anything once allagash is on here with their foliage report which is a Bel- belgian style double uh and they're also given honorable mention to the uh brave noise beer collab and then sierra nevada's celebration made the list which I thought was funny, but it's basically on there because they put it in cans for the first time this year. and uh, Oh, and so everyone's losing their shit. Justin was pumped about that. Yeah, he Evil, twin, Evil Twin, the Great Northern Barrel Age Series 20, double barrel aged Imperial Stout 15%. Oh, like, wait, holly, you, hallelujah. Stop right there because we're going to talk about both of those beers in Great. depth. He breaks it down into categories. So there's uh, best, uh, there's most beguiling beers. Which are like botanical. There's like some saisons and a, a wheat ale with apples. He's got the crisp category we mentioned, the toasty one we mentioned. No, like hoppy category, which is interesting. Yeah, but yeah. This category that you've landed on is the best big beers. Big uh, ass beers. So these are these are the Mike Breens of the world, if you will. Oh, yeah. Bang! Exclamation point. Evil Twins, Great Northern Barrel Age. Evil Twin is out of New York, and this is a this is a twentieth release of this particular beer. They do fifteen percent ABV, double barrel aged Imperial Stout. Uh, first rested for a year in mm. Pedro Jimenez sherry barrels before then being finished for eighteen months in Taconic Maple Bourbon barrels. Oh man, we got to get that. Holy Christ. Evil Twin, New York City. Guess where I'm located? New York City. Send him a bottle. Get, we, we haven't guys, featured Evil Twin yet. We, we, we have not. 
I mean, now's the time to start. Am I right? And then the other one on here oh, is yeah. New Belgium did a collaboration with Four Roses Four Bourbon. Four Roses Bourbon. You and I love that we bourbon. Like, yeah, yeah, that is very good smooth. Bourbon. It's very good. It's a bourbon, bourbon barrel aged nine percenter. Me oh my, I'm ready for it. I saw it in the store the other day, actually, and I almost grabbed it. And then I was like, Stephen, don't. You're here for a reason. Uh, <laughs> it's so tough. It, it looks delicious. And like it comes in a four pack. It looks kind of festive. Um, and they basically, uh, let's see, it's an oak spiral infusion aging method. Yeah, that, that, that was that caught my attention. And and Justin has uh, notes of toffee, caramel, and vanilla balanced with flavors of dried dark red fruits and hints of coconut delicious see that's i mean i i you know we already played mike breen uh let's welcome our other friend to this our show new friend touchdown unbelievable joe buck hey there joey sorry newest... it took so long to get you on here but we finally did it we ripped off his likeness he's the newest top mascot another uh, person <laughs> who could potentially sue us welcome it's, aboard i yeah this article is it's not really news but it's just fun and we like stuff like this Hell and yeah. every time these end of year lists come around and they relate to beer gabe and i get excited about it so uh there you go the full list is available on Broom, bloomberg's website take a look if you are interested which you should be looking at all them beers all right gabe uh speaking of beers i need one. Oh my god you have no idea let's get into it I've got a toast, and then I got a quick quote. So I'm really doubling it up this round, but I'm excited for it. Here's to health and prosperity, to you and all your posterity, and them that doesn't drink with sincerity, that they may be damned for all eternity. And I'm going to end with a fun toast quote from one of my favorite shows, Peaky Blinders, because the final season trailer came out a few days ago, and I'm pumped for it. And this is an actual quote toast from the show. May you be in heaven a full half hour before the devil knows you're dead. Don't you have that on a glass? No, I have... You have a different quote. I have a different quote. Uh, Fast women and slow horses will ruin your life. I love that show. Go watch it. <laughs> okay. Green Bench Brewing. Let's go to Florida. All right, so we are uh, starting the party here with the Green Bench IPA classic. It's the green. It's it's Green Bench's Green Bench. It's and it's yeah, and it's uh, it's bright green. And uh, I'm gonna leave it to. <laughs> I was Gabe. Just gonna say you don't want to hold it up, Stephen. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it to Gabe to show it off. It's yeah, I would describe this can as green screen green. Absolutely. The beer is six point eight percent, and it's sixty eight IBUs. That is as classic as they come, ladies and gentlemen. Beer Advocate has it at 85, untapped at 3.72, and it is a it is their flagship. It's their uh their quote unquote benchmark, as they say. It's I see what you did there. <laughs> it's pretty in the glass. Let me tell you that right now. It's uh amber, sort of orangish color. 
SRM chart, I would probably put it around maybe a seven. Let's uh, see here. Uh, it looks darker on camera than it is. I would agree with seven or eight. Um, think dark orange juice. Yeah, uh, but the the key for me here is not a hazy beer at all. This is definitely no. what I describe as a West Coast style. This yeah. is classic IPA. So when the, when the IBUs and the ABV match like that, 6.8, 68, that's, a, that's one giveaway. And then you pour it and you look at it and you're like, okay, it's clear. I can see through it. I think this is going to lean, dank, hoppy, yes. away and- from juicy. Yeah. Uh, when I first poured it, I got a big whiff because there was about there was some good head retention when you first pour it. But the other thing is just having it sit here and having it kind of go across my face, having just smelled it. I mean, fruity, little floral, hoppy. So I think this is heading in the West Coast direction, which is never a problem for the boys on the hop. No, we're big fans. Uh yeah, the nose, it, well, the head, I should mention, uh, it, like you said, it did have a nice uh, retention at first. It poured with a very thick, uh, sort of frothy, eggshell-colored head, I would say. And it's got some decent-looking lacing, from what I can tell. But mm. the nose is mm. fruity, but to me, it's berries more, almost, than it's citrus. Like, the citrus is there, yes, but I am getting hints of, like, raspberry and blackberry almost, which is interesting. Uh, that is interesting. I'm not disagreeing. Um, I think for me, I'm more on the citrus side, but I am getting those smells as well. So, you're definitely right about that. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's just a little bit uh, of sweetness. I mean, it's also uh, the more classic things, right? It's also mango. It's also uh, the tropical citrus. Yeah. Pineapple, Um, maybe. I don't know. I want to say like guava a little bit. Grapefruit, maybe. I would say pineapple. Not a lot, but I would say pineapple. Uh, It's sweet as hell. There is a pininess to it, though. There's definitely a, a, a dank quality to this, a sort of like you know, again, a resinous quality to it. If you bumped this ABV up, you would just feel that dankness in your nose. You know, it's it's uh, got a bite, and you can tell that. You don't get a lot of malts on the nose. It's pretty much all hops, all, the, all leading the way, which you would expect. Um, a medium-bodied ale with aromas of soft citrus and earthy pine combined with very subtle notes of tropical fruit. This highly hopped American-style IPA leaves your palate with a lingering dry and bitter finish. Well, we'll just see about that. Yeah, so American-style <laughs> IPA is sort of code for, for West Coast style. You know, it's like the American IPA has since been broken down into... West Coast and New England, but American style typically, I think, means uh, West Coasty. Hey, California. That works for me. I'm ready. Let's uh, let's drink these puppies. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh, that's good. That is. Yep. Yep. I'm on a boat in Florida. I'm on a boat. That's... There I am. I'm sunbathing. It's going very well. That's as classic an IPA as an IPA can possibly be. And by classic, I do mean West Coast because I think it's the kind of IPA that like when Dogfish Head 60 Minute was becoming really popular, it was because of IPAs like this. 
Uh, it's got all of the fruitiness. It's got a little bit of hop bite. It's definitely bitter on the back end. The malt is there, though, to just sort of even it out. You get a little bit of biscuit. You get a little bit of cracker. Like, there is there is some maltiness to this. It's not just a hop bomb all the way. No. Um, the tasting notes are definitely citrus, grapefruit, you know, everything you got on the nose. Uh, but I guess going along with the maltiness, I would say there's an earthiness to this. There's some grass and some hay in there. Um, I would I would agree with that. The back end is very sweet. I enjoy it. The hop bite is very sweet. I enjoy it. Um, there's almost kind of like a candied. You know what? You know what's interesting? This kind of tastes like a triple, but with the ABV turned way down. Obviously, but it kind of reminds me of like the younger brother of a triple IPA. I know what you're saying, and I think it's because of those triple juicy IPAs we've had lately that are so right. sweet. Yes. Um, to me, it reminds me of a younger brother of like the resin double from Six Point, if I had to pick one, because okay, I think that the, uh, the pininess and the earthiness is more prevalent for me than I think of it on those triple IPAs. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, because this almost tastes more boozy than it is. And I think that that might be why. Yeah, I th- yeah, I would agree with that. I think uh, if I didn't know the ABV, I think I'd want to guess like 7.3 or something like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, and 6.8 is not nothing. Like that's, that's you know, close that's to solid. 7. And it's, that's it's great. sturdy beer. But this is, um, it's just so classic. It's like listen like you know maybe it's before dinner maybe it's just after dinner maybe it's during dinner maybe we're like hanging out at a barbecue in the late afternoon i don't know anything of that nature this would work for if you like ipas you will like this if you don't like ipas this isn't going to be the one that gets you there because it's definitely got the hot bitterness Uh, i'm 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 just on a boat with a palm tree sipping this um there's music we're in Florida. Um, maybe someone someone out there has a jet ski, and we're on it. Probably in Florida. Why wouldn't we be? This is really, really good. I, I like this. Um, I'm pissed I don't have another one. <laughs> it's just so classic. I just that's what I keep coming back to is like it just reminds me of that dogfish head 60 minute. It's that beer that I can have in the fridge, and it's just like if like if I lived in this town, this beer would be in my fridge at all times oh, because yes. it's one you don't really have to think about. You don't have mm-hmm. to break down. It will work at any moment. It's like uh, like Lagunitas sometimes serves that purpose for me. Or yeah. uh, there are some other ones in California that are um, even craftier than that, but that are just like no brainers. Modern times, you know, just like it, it, yeah. It this is this is just a quick like it, what's what's interesting about this one is it can be the event beer of let's sit and let's think about it. But at the, at the same time, it can be the, I had a long day at the office, grab me a beer, grab the first thing you see. And it's this, and you don't want to think about it. You know? Yeah. It's what like, uh, like magic hat used to do for me back in the day. Oh dude, I had, I don't mean to call them out, but I had a magic hat on, on new year's. Uh Oh, 
That beer sucks. Is it it's, just it's very it's very big beer corporate now. I had that number nine and it's just like I don't know if my tastes have changed and the beer is the same or if that beer got bad, but I used to love that beer. Yeah. And it was just uh it it, it was like I, I ordered it and my family was like, Really? And I was like, Yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> And then it your family knows like, you so well. They were like, "Oh no, he's done. He's made a grave error." Yeah, I mean, yeah. oh my god, ew. Yeah, I can imagine, Alexis. Um, but but you we know, don't need to shed on a different bird. As Johnny would say, it. "We're in it now." <laughs> uh, uh, it was it was fine. But it, why am I bringing that up? Just because um, this reminds me of all the things that I used to love about Magic Hat Number Nine that this beer does better. Number Nine leans into that berry thing, though that elderberry thing, and yeah. I think they do that on purpose. I don't think that beer is supposed to be just an IPA. So they are different beer styles, but this has those things that I used to love about it, along with a lot more balance, a lot more uh, malt and grass and earthiness to just sort of even out the fruitiness of it and it, it's it's really pleasant to drink so um yeah it's just yeah it's classic i would agree um i'm almost done with mine to be honest with you because i've just been sipping well then uh yeah well Fire. that's a testament to how easy it is to drink right um i i mean i guess we should just talk about the brewery because yeah you're gonna let's need another do beer it soon i you're, I, I needed a new beer the second I poured this one. Um, yeah, let's talk about Green Bench Brewing. All right, so it was started by owners uh, Stephen Duffy, Nathan Stone, Cypher, and Chris Johnson. Three friends. Uh, they founded it in about 2013, or they started uh, building their facility in 2013. Their website is uh, very in-depth about sort of what their, their missions were. Um, mm. But it's a fascinating operation. It's a brewery. It's a meadery. Mm-hmm. It's a cidery. Yeah. All rolled into one. Which it, is, it's not a seltzery. It's a cidery. It's everything better. And it has, you know, they, but they, they do work have, really well. They do, they do have seltzer. Yeah, I mean, they do make seltzer, but, yeah. you know, they're great. And as I said earlier, St. Petersburg's first microbrewery. Uh, it's, and, you know, it's the age-old story. Started as a hobby, turned into a brewery, bing, bang, boom. They got a dope facility. Uh, it kind of looks like like someone's backyard, which makes me feel like it's got a very homey vibe to it. Their website goes so in depth into what their equipment is and everything it's like great. that. It's it's amazing. Like we produce our wort on a custom built three vessel, fifteen barrel brew house manufactured by JV and W in Oregon. Like, thank you for letting us know who manufactured yeah, your brewery that's, equipment. That's for the people who care about yeah. all of that, like us. Uh. But it's so it's a 15 barrel brew house, uh, 15 barrel tanks, different things like that. That word that scares the shit out of Gabe and I every time we see it is on here. Feeder. Foder. Fooder. Fodder. Floater? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, we're never going to learn how to say it. And I think it's funny if we don't. Yeah, at this point, I don't want to know. So someone's going to tell us, and we're going to be like, "I don't think that's it. like a Keep head brewer is going to be like." No, it's th- this is how you say it, and we're still going to be like, "I don't know, man." We'll have to take your word for it, and then the next time we say it, we're going to do what we just did. Yes, w- yeah. Keep your knowledge. Let us have our fun. They also apparently have a centrifuge system that's used for almost every beer they make, which mm-hmm. I think is pretty impressive. Um, they go into detail about it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they show you, they are working with the top notch quality equipment and it's, it's insane. 
And they're very specific about sort of what they do and how they do it. And it's kind of a little bit of a two-road situation in that they have another brewery next door, which is sort of their experimental place. It's called uh, Webb's City Cellar. Yeah. It's sort of their experimental thing. It's a second tasting room and barrel aging facility. It's right next door. It specializes in mixed culture, sour and wild ales, and they have sort of a beer garden in the middle of the two. So if you're going to the tap room, you can go to either one. But the Web City Cellar is a little bit more experimental. Again, the mixed culture stuff, the fermentation, oak aging, that kind of thing, things that we love very much, while also it, it allows them to sort of expand their meat and cider things. So it's a... A uh, newer addition to the uh, brewery. It opened in 2019, I think. But um, it's it's just a nice expansion to their operation. And so they only started in 2013. I mean, in less than yeah. 10 years to have expanded into something like that is pretty uh, pretty dope. Yeah, I'm I'm f- you know pretty confident that when they first started, they kind of just blew up um, in the scene in the area. Um, they had to go through couple rounds of investors, but they eventually got their people and now they are where they are today, which is great to see. Um, Their nickname was given to them because of in the early 1900s, St. Petersburg, Florida was known as the city of green benches. And basically there'd be benches all along the sidewalks and it would be a night. It was a nice way to invite passerbyers to sit, talk, chill, make friends play Monopoly, I don't know, do whatever you want to do, have a beer. Um, Unfortunately, at the time, the green benches were off limits for people of color. So basically, they want to shine a light on this wrongdoing. And during, you know, when this moment happened in segregation, they want to basically shine the light on becoming a new way of showcasing this uh the quote from them says it is our intent to ring in a new era of the green bench where the original spirit and purpose of the benches is truly available to all so it's all about community it's all about bringing everyone together a plus yeah and it's about saint petersburg right i mean this is a brewery that you know their identity is saint petersburg florida this you know i don't know saint petersburg florida i may have been there before i've been to Florida a lot, but I, to be honest, don't know where I was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you where this place is next to. If I was in the area, no idea. I think it's in the Tampa Bay area. Um, I could be wrong about that. But so the point will is, we see Tom Brady there? At the brewery? Yes. Probably not. because He drinks only, beer, right? I do not believe so. I think he just eats vegetables and nothing else. Um. That's how him. he. That's how he maintains his. Uh, the the the. That's how he's. That's the deal he made with the devil when he decided Pretty that much. he was going to play football until he was eighty-seven, five years old. But <sighs> buddy, please leave. You're this, ruining it. This St. Petersburg, like you know, community thing. I mean, of their their founders, um, there are three of them, as I mentioned: Chris Johnson, Nathan Stone Cipher. And Stephen Duffy, and they like all three of them, or two of the three, I guess. Uh, Stephen and Nathan, their bios start with "born and raised in St. Petersburg." You know, Stephen went to high school there, went to college there. Um, you know, there uh, Nathan went to the University of Florida. They're they're Florida through and through. And then Chris Johnson is a sort of beer veteran that spent a lot of time at uh, at Cigar City Brewing, which we yeah. love, and. Um, 
some other companies around there, but is, you know, very active on the Tampa Bay beer scene. Uh, and he went to the University of Florida's St. Petersburg's Brewing Arts Program, or he's a faculty member there, actually. He's a faculty member there. So That's crazy. They're just very involved in the community, and that was so, always sort of a core tenet from the time they were founding the company. Um, which, so it's just that, that goes back to the Green Bench thing. It's just, it's about community. It's about bringing people together. It's about being actively involved and being uh, basically a place as they say, a medium for conversation and relationships and to be just a value asset to the community in addition to the business landscape um, that's just sort of core to, to who they are as, as, a, as a company. Who doesn't want to sit on a green bench and make friends? I mean, it's pretty epic. Or play Monopoly. Or play Monopoly. <laughs> uh, we do need to move on, but real quick, I just wanted to give Chris Johnson a quick shout out and highlight. Um, there is a documentary series on Hulu called Your Attention, Please for Initiative 29. I don't know if that's the name, like the sub name or if it's like the name of the episode, Initiative 29. But basically, uh, Chris Johnson was featured. Um, they feature several individuals. They highlight one or several. Um, a little while ago, they featured head brewer and co-owner Chris Johnson. Um, basically, the episode is about his story, how he came to be, what his path to brewing has gone through and where he's planning on going. Uh, the links are on the brewery's Instagram page to the YouTube link. Um, Hulu also put it on their Instagram uh, for links. So you can go watch the YouTube video and you can go hear all about Chris Johnson's story. This is absolutely dope. This is absolutely epic. I, I thought this was the coolest thing when I was doing my research about the brewery. So uh, Chris Johnson, uh, you know, I'm borrowing my friend's Hulu's account. So I will happily watch your episode. Amen. Um, uh, my beer's almost gone. I think yours is pretty much gone. Uh, same as me. Yeah, almost gone. This is an IPA episode, people. Uh, we featured the sort of American classic IPA. So let's go see what they have in the hazy New England side of things, shall we? We shall. So it's the Skyway Hazy Dubla IPA, double IPA. Here it is in the glass if you are on YouTube. So this is, uh, yeah, this is the New England style. This is the hazy style, the 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 juice switching thing. gears. Yes, here. going to the uh, New England style now. This one is eight point two percent ABV. The IBUs are at seventy, which is higher than the previous beer by just a little bit, but way less than the ABV this time, uh, which is interesting. Beer Advocate has it at ninety, untapped at three point nine four. SRM chart, it is pretty light. This one to me looks like orange juice. Like this one is like I would put it around a three or a four. It's very light. It's very very hazy. I mean, it opaque. looks very hazy. Beautiful yeah. head retention uh, when it first poured. Yep. Very nice thick white foamy head. Now it's just a ring around the glass, but it looks awesome. Tons of sediment in there. Tons of sediment at the bottom of my glass. Uh, yeah, this is this is as juicy as they come from the brewery. Equally as beautiful to behold is our New England style double dry hops diaper with five of our favorite tropical and resinous hop varieties. This double IPA is as smooth as they come. Built to be uniquely drinkable, Skyway can be enjoyed year round in our beautifully tropical climate. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, take take us there. Let's go now. The hops 
Arsimco, Citra, Mosaic, Classic, as well as Azaka and Hallertau Blanc, which is interesting. You usually Hello. see that in like a Pilsner or something. Yeah, so. yeah, it's interesting though. I, I think a pairing of it could be nice. Uh, the brewery also suggests uh, pairing it with salty, savory foods and sauces, strong cheese, barbecue, grilled, or spiced meats and veggies. Okay, sure. Uh, now I'm hungry. I want some like barbecue with this, but uh, Ooh, some ribs. Ooh, yeah. So and it's it's it is a double. So you know this one um, this one is has that going for it as well. It's not a direct comparison with the other IPA we're doing. It's uh, it's a double, and yeah. Gabe and I like that. We're tired of the hazy style for sure, but you know the higher alcohol, the better. Pretty much, yeah. It smells like a New England IPA. Everything you. Know about New England IPAs, that's what it smells like. It smells boozy as hell, but it does smell hoppy, a little dank, and fruity. Um, it's got a lot of that citrus in there, obviously, citrus hops, but it smells like a classic. It smells creamy in a way, which is interesting. Um, I'm very yeah. excited. Yeah, I mean, the difference between smelling, like now that we have a direct comparison, I can try to pinpoint it for you, right? Like the difference between smelling an American IPA or what I would call a West Coast IPA and a New England IPA is subtle but noticeable if you get used to doing it it's like the citrus they're both citrus but they're different varieties of citrus this one i detect grapefruit i detect tangerine orange yeah orange peel i that just family get, yes it's a lot uh zestier it's a lot um more just straight up citrus whereas the west coast ipa has a sweetness to it and it's like yeah there is some mango there's some orange in there there's some grapefruit maybe in there but it's it's more i don't know berry is the word that comes to mind it's just sweeter um this one has and yet though in the mouth this one is a like these are juicy sweet beers right those are yeah. bitter beers so you know um yeah i mean it looks great it smells great i'm sure it's going to taste great so i mean I'm ready when you let's are. Let's do it. All right, let's Here let's go, go for it. Here we go. Ooh, this is interesting because the flavors are there. Obviously, it tastes pretty boozy, but I think the hops are doing something. I think that Hallertau Blanc is especially doing something. I'm feeling. I'm. I'm. I'm getting a little bit of those like la not lager. Uh, those those Pilsner flavors like in the background. Like I feel like. There's a little bit of malt on the back end for me. Not a lot, but just enough for me to notice it and really give appreciation to it. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I was just back on the East Coast for the holiday season, and so I had a lot of New England IPAs and um, just reaffirmed how tired of them I am. <laughs> and when I smelled this beer, if I'm being honest, my initial reaction was oh here we go like it just yeah. smelled like all of them smell it smelled yeah. like like all those things which is what it's supposed to smell like it's just that literally everyone does it but when you drink it i agree with you i think that the blend of hops is really nice and uh putting citra mosaic together is pretty classic putting simcoe in there is pretty classic but the addition of azaka and and specifically howato blanc there's a nice um, 
bit of maltiness to this. There's a nice bit of there's a, a good bit of bite, which you oh, don't yeah. always get with the New England style. Yep. Um it is it is boozy, but I think the booze is pretty well hidden. I would say it's medium to full bodied. It drinks very smooth. But I like the kind of spiciness, the kind of crackery thing that's happening. And I do think my guess would be that that's from both the malt that is in here. And we don't know what malts those are. But from that and from the unfiltered nature of it, as well as the addition of Holoto Blanc hops, which, yes, we typically think of those more as German, spicy, Pilsner, lager malts yeah and i feel like there's something to that i mean i don't know that i've had a new england ipa that has some of those flavors to it so it is very interesting it it does kind of keep me coming back for more i'm into it i think there's a little bit of nice zing on the carbonation um the only negative thing i can say is i think it's just it's a new england ipa and it's very lush not luscious it's very fruity and full and boozy and it's just kind of like yeah you know this guy, okay, yeah, this guy again. But yes, but if you can I, do it well, you I can think do it if well. you if you're really attuned to it and you really pay attention, there are some subtle twists that yeah. you and I have identified of like why this is not just a New England IPA. Whereas uh, there are some breweries that have been on our show that are in our hometown that I love very much that I drank literally a week ago. Where I start drinking them, and at this point, I'm like, you know what, dude. It's a New England, like, it's, you know. Yeah, and I mean, it makes sense because we're just so used to it based off of where we live. Um, This Skyway IPA obviously is one of their core beers. It's one of their year-rounders. I, not their flagship, but I think it's definitely one of their most popular ones. It's Um, in their flagship series. I mean, it for a, uh, for an 8.2 percenter, it is drinkable, AF like it's a little oh, yeah. bit uh it's boozy could, though I mean you can taste it yeah but I mean when you're drinking it I don't like I don't know if to me when I take a sip I'm not like ooh booze I'm sort of like mm, flavor like I'm I just I think the flavors first yes but, it's not I like mean, if I drank like you know a bourbon barrel aged thing where it's like oh yeah sip this slow like no yeah this, yeah, this yeah, drink's yeah. real smooth and and uh could it's be a little dangerous. A little dangerous. Maybe a little sneaky. Uh-oh. I don't know. But <laughs> it's it's uh, it's good. I enjoy it. I'm excited to finish this glass. I'm going to take it a little slower than the last one. But here we are. <laughs> the last one we chugged as if it was the last beer we'd ever see. Um, I mean, it could be. You never know. Yeah, I think I think this is this is a really well done New England IPA, and I, I think that Gabe and I, but more so me, um, have a have railed against New England IPAs enough <laughs> that I feel like sometimes it can come across that we don't like the beer because we're just used to the style. And I just I do want to commend Green Bench Brewing on. Two great IPAs. I loved the first one, and I also really like this one. In terms of New England IPAs, if I'm going to reach for one, I want it to taste like this. I want it to be 
uh, be well. I mean, I really want it to be a triple, but outside of that, <laughs> I want it to be like this. This is this is uh, this is boozy. This is balanced. This has uh, has surprising twists to it, and it delivers on everything that everyone loves about a New England IPA. And let's be real. Every brewery has to have a New England IPA. I mean, unless you're, yeah. you know, a brewery that focuses specifically on lagering or something like Gabe and I are Gabe and I, but not everyone hosts a craft beer podcast and not everyone wants the most boozy bourbon barrel aged thing you have in the store. Like if you're, this I mean, my is, first you know, question is why not? My second question is, yeah, I mean, they should come be on our show. Wake up sheeple. Uh, Steven loves that word. I still don't know why. <laughs> Um, should we, I mean, is there a point to ranking them? They're so similar and yet so different. I, I would choose green bench green over the, the skyway. Yeah, me too. The West coast IPA over the new England style, but they're really well done. Uh, and again, we've said this before, but sometimes it shows more craftsmanship as a brewery to be able to pull off a style really well than it does to do something like you know a banana bread pudding half of it like it sometimes it shows a little bit more craft to just be able to nail a style and i would say we had two different variations of the ipa style and they nailed both of them yeah i mean we always love the weird stuff obviously but I mean, you can't go wrong with a classic IPA, especially if you're a big beer drinker, if you appreciate it, if you enjoy the beer and really dive into it. I mean, you're going to know what's up with both of these. And that makes for a solid lineup. That makes for a solid episode for us. It's it's great. So and they don't shy away fan. from the weird. I mean, we mentioned that uh, Chris Johnson was specifically called on by a brewery in Denver to help them make a smoked lager. Why Chris Johnson was the guy that they went to in Florida at you know who knows? But the point is that that is in in Green Bench's who repertoire. Cares? He's the yeah. man. He, I want to make a smoked something with him. He does seem he does seem dope just based on his pictures. And he seems chill as hell. Let's ability. do it. All right, Gabe. Uh, you got you got Bob because he took a week off, and I need him to get back to work and earn his paycheck. He was so ready for this episode. Uh, I think even more than we were. Let's do it then. Can art and crafts? Bobby Ross is in the building. I didn't drop him. He's here. Don't worry about it. Let's get into it. As always, we're going in order. We got the Green Bench IPA. Steven's not going to hold it up because it's going to get lost on the YouTube. But it is... But they have a very similar theme with all their beers. They've got the Green Bench kind of logo with stripes. It's just like their overall design. It looks kind of like a billboard you would see along the side of the road, but it would make it's a good billboard. It makes you want to go towards that event or space or whatever, what have you. Green Bench, uh, big white letters, green can all around, Green Bench logos written very nicely. Everything's in cursive. Good for you. Skyway IPA is the same logo but the colors are blue and gold go chargers it's uh very eye-catching to me um i enjoy this one so basically what we have is we've got steven's green bay packers beer and then we've got the chargers so this automatically gives this brewery extra points because we picked we didn't even pick beers based on the color we just picked beers based off of the beer and yet here we are appreciating the shit out of the logos because of our football teams i am going to give the green a i'm going to give it a six 
6.8. I'm going to give it its ABV. And the Skyway, I'm going to give it an 8.2. Why not? Let's stick on brand. Both are great. Uh, they stand out pretty well. Um, they kind of do that thing on the side of it where there's like boxes and there's information all across in each box. There's just like a lot going on and there's a lot to read. It kind of looks like a, like a magazine, like a, like a, um, whatchamacallit, comic book or comic strip. There's like a lot to read and going on. And I have an appreciation for that. Bob Ross also has an appreciation for that. He's here. He's clocked in. He's happy. And that is another great edition of Can Arts and Crafts. I feel like that's kind of bullshit because you identified the Green Bench as the Packers beer and the Skyway as the Chargers beer, and then you ranked the Packers beer less than, and I take issue with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As a, it's off of artwork, it's not off of their their record a, right as now. A we part, don't need. Uh, we don't need to talk about the record. As a part owner of the oh, Green Bay Packers. God. Here we go. He's going to use this every episode I now. I am offended. And this week, football comes, the regular season of football comes to an end. And um, we may or may not be recording this with a little bit of a lead time. So I don't even know. Are you guys in the playoffs? We need to win our next game and a lot more to go right. But it's not looking amazing. Okay. Well, so all right. you guys, you guys are always oh, we, fucking in. We, Fuck you guys. We got it. How far are we going to go? You guys Anybody's suck. Anybody's guess. Shut up. All right. Green Bench Brewing. Uh, what else do they have to offer? Uh, they have uh, plenty of beer styles that are, are you know, kind of your stand. They have some more IPAs and New England IPAs. They have... Um, a pilsner, a lager. They do have one. They got it. They got a mead called "I Am Brute." I love that. Yeah, yeah. And they have <laughs> um, they have a uh, I don't even know what this is. A I I don't even know. It's a Brett ale, dry hopped, but it's called Helter Spelter, and I just I just like the name. Um. Oh yeah, that does look interesting. They have a fest beer, so they have you know they have their their core line, which includes the the two we're drinking today. The agave hard seltzer. I'm sure this one is not bad. Maybe I don't know. Is it better than Travis's? Probably. That's for Travis. Okay. That that was longer than I thought it was going to be. I I thought it was the perfect amount. It got the message across, and it showed how we really feel inside. We were talking Anywho. about Green Bench, um, but yeah, they do have mead and they have uh, cider as well. Um, so just in terms of what's what's on tap right now, I'm just looking at what they have currently available at the brewery. They've got uh, their Stone Bench, which is hazy New England IPA. They've got their Dark Tannin Oil Malt Forward English Mild Ale. That's the second time I've seen that on a brewing list in like yeah. like two days. I don't remember where I was the other day. I saw uh, an English English. I think it was an English bitter, but it was like three percent ABV, and I was like, <laughs> "Really? It's a good I, style." I was like, might as well be mouthwash. I mean, yeah, it's, it is a good maybe. style. But uh, seltzer, they currently have a blackberry hard seltzer collab with uh, American Solera Brewing. Ooh. In terms of ciders, they have a dry cider with raspberry, and they have a cider with hibiscus and orange blossom honey. 
I'm looking at their Turbid 6 Triple Dry Hopped Hazy IPA with Galaxy Simcoe and Azaka, 6.5%. Thank you very much. I'll be taking 12 of those to go. Uh, And then over at the Webb's City Cellar, their draft list, as of the day we were recording, included a Stead Ale, which is Fodder, Feeder, Fodder, Fooder, Fader, Fermented, Saison, Double Dry Hopped with Reiku and Simcoe. Wow. They got a uh, 100% Brett Belgian-style wheat beer with orange peel, coriander, citra, and galaxy. Ayo. They had a rye saison that was fermented. They had a Drood three-year rum and third-use bourbon barrel-aged Belgian imperial stout. There it is, Michael. Exclamation point. We found it. Let's leave it there. Why bring oh, up another one? <laughs> that did to my that did things to my soul. That was like, ooh, I'm all warm yeah. inside now. Wow. That's the winner. That's what Gabe and I are ordering. The Guys, Drood. The Drood. <laughs> Guys, well done. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, for this episode. I mean, this this has been great. And I would love to I'm sure this is one of those breweries that, like, I feel like they just distribute well. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's easy to get their beers. So I'm gonna keep an eye out for more. I don't know about that. I do know that they do new, do I'm just online hopeful. ordering. I'm yeah, just I optimistic have, about the whole thing. I have no idea. The reality is I have never heard of this brewery. Uh, they do online ordering, but I think you have to pick it up at the brewery. And uh, I we really have no idea what their distribution channel is. And the fact is we got these beers in Florida. So uh, who who knows? But the brewery is, is dope. Um really glad that they made it onto our show and oh, yeah. um glad that they're also getting this attention sort of you know between them being featured in that bloomberg article and just seeing them sort of making moves on the on the beer you know the beer scene you can get lost down there in florida florida's weird i don't know i don't know what goes on down there so yeah florida's got like i feel like florida is their own beast like they're just like yeah you guys whatever the rest of the country we're gonna do our own thing it's like oh well that is a great way to put it way of putting it gabe but green bench brewing if you can get their beers do it if you're in florida head to st petersburg because uh this stuff is is dope and they got something for everybody big fans big fans gabe and i need to go Yes, we, we got do. one last thing to do before we leave. Last call. If you are new here, our last call segment is when we talk about something from the world, not beer related, usually. Stories if we that can, make us laugh. If we find something. <laughs> sometimes it's football related, sometimes it's just random news. Today. We're going to take it to the world of acting because the Golden Globes are this Sunday and uh, I I am a whore for award shows. I will be very honest about that. I like them and I don't care. There's so much shit in the media landscape. I need someone to guide me towards what might be good. I know it's just some random people's opinions and also the Hollywood Foreign Press is another thing that we're not even getting into. Yeah, they're their own thing. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I like the Golden Globes because it's TV and movies. And movies, yeah. It kind of is a broader thing. It it uh, leaves room for comedy and drama. So um, 
I I like them and and like musicals like you know they they have their own category comedy or musical and like it gets nominated you know it gets featured a lot uh, Anthony Ramos in the Heights nominated. yeah I was, that was my that man was, I was pumped when I saw that that was shocking and and very exciting yeah. I, I've seen a woeful one of the best picture nominees between the dramas and musical comedies yeah. I've seen one. And it's That's due. the other thing about award shows, though. That's the negative side for us. It reminds me how little I've seen and how much I yeah. need to like work on and catch but up on. And the it's beautiful like, thing is, though, in the world that we live in now, and I know some people don't like this for a lot of reasons, but it's just a matter of like watching it on Netflix. Like, it's not like the reason I haven't seen Tick Tick Boom <laughs> is not because I can't go see Tick Tick Boom. It's because yeah. I haven't been emotionally prepared to handle Tick, Tick, right. Boom. I have to get myself in a place. Same thing with like Licorice Pizza I have to go see. But there's a few of these that are like... Licorice just- Pizza I've heard is very good. Um, and then also, you know, I can't wait for uh, the Scottish play with uh, Denzel and uh, Franny. I'm yeah. ready for that on that, Apple TV+. Plus. That That's great. coming out soon. Let's talk about one nomination that shocked the shit out of me. Emma Stone... For Cruella. Cruella. Yeah, Girl, that was that was interesting. I have you seen it? I have not. Okay, I watched it because and it was <laughs> it was Did she deserve of, it? She's very good in it. It was kind of a uh, space jam situation. Like I, I was sitting there on my couch, I was doing some stuff, and I needed just something to pass the time, and I was like, whatever, let's sure, let's throw on Cruella. And about 30 minutes in, I was like, well, I'm definitely shutting this off. I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> and then like an hour and a half in, I was kind of really sucked in. And by the end of the movie, I was like, that's good. Um, Space Jam, by the way, was absolutely terrible. And You are the only person I know that <laughs> will just turn on almost anything <laughs> but, and just be like, I don't even care. Let's just see what happens. I don't see, have time. That's the thing. Like with Cruella or Space Jam, I can do that. I kind of felt right. the same way about Dune. Tick, tick, boom. I can't, I gotta, the lights gotta come off. I gotta be focused. It's a whole yeah, mental it's, thing. It's a whole, like, I need to put myself in the theater. Like, there there are just, mo- it, you know, we call certain beers event beers. We call, you know, there are certain movies and TV shows where it's like, no, put t- lights off, phone yeah. down, focus. The, uh, the more closer to my heart, I think, is the TV categories because yeah. there's a lot going on there. And, I mean... Of the shows, like the best drama shows, three of them are on my obsession list of the comedies. Uh, one now, but only because I haven't seen two. And of the limited series, I'm with three of them for sure. And two of yeah. them I just haven't gotten around to. I mean, Morning Dude. Show, <sighs> Succession, Squid Game, Hacks. Nobody talks about Hacks. No one it talks about phenomenal. Hacks. I just... I don't have like I'm an actor and I should be watching all of this and I know but like who has time to do all of these like I I always feel kind of good when I'm watching an award show and I'm like I've heard of that I know what that is I saw <laughs> that I know what that is and then there are award shows that I'm like who's that what movie what TV show like it's it's a lot but it is fun and it's tough um, because even outside wh- of you know the the best like series right it's like i haven't gotten to scenes from a marriage yet but oscar isaac and jessica chastain are both nominated oh, for yeah. that i heard it's they're, phenomenal they're, they're both great they're white both lotus great. 
Jennifer Coolidge got a nomination. Yeah, she did. And White that, Lotus was incredible. Yeah. My question is, who the hell is hosting this shindig? I don't know the answer to that at all. Because um, if it's that also does make a difference. Um, I kind of liked what they did last time with Amy Poehler in New York and Tina Fey in L.A. Or that was switched or however they did it. That was kind of fun. But at the same yeah. time, that was like, well, it's the height of COVID and we have no idea what we're doing. But we're going to do it anyway. I have no idea um, who's hosting it. And it's not in this article. So I don't even know if it's been announced yet. But um, it's just fun. It's just, you know, I my favorite award show, I think. Think well, it's the Tonys, but my favorite award show beyond that is the Emmys, just because I'm a TV guy. Uh, you know, I like the Oscars for for what they are, but the Golden Globes kind of brings together everybody, and I like that. That was just so funny. Like my favorite award, well, my favorite award show is the Tonys, but it's other the, than the Tonys, it's the Emmys. But other than the Emmy, well, I do like the, the Oscars. The Golden Globes kind of suck, but like, let's just talk about it. <laughs> I didn't watch the Tonys this year because no, I. No, I did watch. Well, part. no, the re- the problem with the Tonys this year was half of it was on like Paramount Plus, yeah. and if you didn't have a subscription, you were SOL. And I was just kind of like, the second I heard that, I was like, I'm checked out. No, thank you. Yeah, you know, Broadway's trying to. I mean, survive I have a very tough time, but um, you know, get out there and see these movies. They're they're there. A lot of them are streaming, and I am excited to see West Side Story. Uh, and I'm excited to see some of these other ones. King Richard looks King Richard. Yeah, I really need to see that. Also, Big Ben Affleck. Way to go, my man. Um, I feel like he's been going through some shit lately, so it's nice to see him <laughs> out and about, really, and, really making his due. Good for you, sir. But really, let's 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 bring it home for for Emma Stone. I think uh, Cruella is the role she was born to play, and I think you know. I think if she doesn't win, it's all politics based. I mean, <laughs> she just can't deal with all those Dalmatians, you know. Also, being the Ricardos is on Prime, and I, I don't. Yes, it is. All I know is that what I'm hearing from the performances from Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem. Oh uh, yeah, I've seen good. a lot of photos. They they look they just look the parts. It looks very yeah. well. Um, so there's that. And then, as I said during my toast, uh, Peaky Blinders season six is coming out soon. And that's all I'm going to say. I know. I know. That's all I'm going to say. Not nominated for anything. But Not game. nominated for anything, but, <laughs> but it, it's nominated. Pitch. It's nominated in my heart. So and that's I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. OK, we got to go. Uh, that's enough actor nerd talk for one week. Green bench brewing. Phenomenal. Get, get, in, your hands get on into it. it. Uh, they have great beers. They hopefully are available in other parts, not just Florida. But uh, we're going to keep an eye out. But uh, yeah, thank you guys. Thanks, Green Bench. And, Thanks for uh, showing up. We will see you guys in two weeks' time. In the meantime, engage with us on the socials. We're still alive. You can still hit us up. We'll just be missing for a week. But we'll see how this goes. And uh, we'll be in your feeds with something old from the past that could entertain you. And, a nice uh, throwback Thursday, if you will. Yeah. And happy 2022, everybody. Enjoy the next couple weeks. See you. Cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs>